This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's podcast, we're not going to bother with sponsorship today because I want to get right into it. Today, we are interviewing Bob Berg. Bob Berg is a sought-after speaker at company leadership and sales conferences, sharing the platform with everyone from today's business leaders and broadcast personalities to even a former U.S. president. Bob is the author of a number of books on sales, marketing, and influence, with total book sales of well over a million copies. His book, The Go-Giver, co-authored with John David Mann, itself has sold over 975,000 copies and it has been translated into 29 languages. His and John's newest parable in the Go-Giver series is the Go-Giver Influencer. Bob is an advocate, supporter, and defender of the free enterprise system, believing that the amount of money one makes is directly proportional to how many people they serve. He is also an unapologetic animal fanatic and is a past member of the board of directors of Furry Friends Adoption Clinic and Ranch in his town of Jupiter, Florida. Okay, and with that introduction, let's get into the interview starting now. Hi, Bob. Thank you so much. I'm very incredibly blessed that you're here. The blessing is mine. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Where'd it go? I had all my interview questions here. Okay, so let's jump into this because of short time. I just want to let you know that I found you through Dave Ramsey. Ah. I went through and I read and or listened to every one of the books he makes all his employees read. And The Go-Giver is on that list. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was honored to learn that, sure. So... So that, and very grateful for that, for you being here again. And we'll just start off real quick. What is the premise of the Go-Giver book? Yeah, you know, the, the premise is really that shifting your focus, and this is really what's so key and where it all begins, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. Understanding that doing so is not only a a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some way out there, kind of woo-woo, magical, mystical type of of reason. It, It actually makes very logical, rational sense when you think about it, because when you're that person, who can take your focus off of yourself and place it on that other person, that person who you are trying to help, that person who uh, you are wanting to bring value to, who you're discovering what they need, what they want, what they desire. When you're helping another person overcome or solve their challenges, when you're focused on helping another person uh, get closer to happiness. Well, people feel good about you. They they want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to see you succeed. They want to be part of your life. They want to do business with you mm. if that happens to be appropriate. And they definitely want to tell others 
about you. So really through that shift uh, in focus, you're really creating this benevolent context for a, a fantastic relationship. Yeah, and one thing Dave Ramsey points out is the more you give, the nicer you are too. It kind of that's, that's changes true. who our, you are as well. Our actions precede our feelings, absolutely, mm -hmm. which is the opposite of what most people think. So I, I love that point by, uh, by Dave. Yeah, so uh, you talk about the entrepreneurial spirit and I talk about in this podcast, entrepreneurship, bootstrapping, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I also make a point that it's not just for business. Almost no business principle I've seen is just for business. It's for life. Uh, what, how does the go-giver really apply to other people? Well, you know, John and I in the, in the John was my uh, co-author, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, we, we wanted to make the point, and it's why we had within the story, we had the subplot about Joe and his wife, Susan, and their yeah. relationship. Because as Pindar, the main mentor in the story, told Joe, universal laws and principles really apply across the board. When we talk about success, there's many ways in which success can be measured, and they're all important. Uh, we can talk about success in terms of financial, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, social, relational, and probably a dozen other ways. And mm -hmm. the, the principles we discuss in the, in the story really apply to, to all areas of life well beyond entrepreneurship alone. Yeah, that's so important too, because it's everything. I found that since I started becoming an entrepreneur and building my own business, I've been having to change and become a better husband, mm, better mm, father, mm, great better point. guy, all in all in general, just by going out there and having to go out and kill something, drag it back to the cave, really changes it when you have to go do that. Well, you know, when we serve others and we, as, as you know, when Dave said, when we put that action into serving others, because as an entrepreneur, you know that mm. the only way you can bring in new business, thus finances, financial success is by serving others. Mm. Um, and this is why it's, uh, you know, for people such as you and for people who are listening to your podcast, who really have a, a heart for service, uh, that is the best way to be successful. You know, when I speak to salespeople at conferences, I'll often say, you know, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to me. Mm -hmm, exactly. Right? They're not, they're not going to buy from you because you need the money. And they're not even going to buy from you just because you're a nice person. They're going to buy from you because they believe they'll be better off by doing so than by not doing so. So when you truly have a heart to serve, when you truly want to make this other person's life better, when you're actually placing their interests before your own, understanding that, again, they're buying for their reasons, not yours. Exactly. Uh, again, you've created that, that wonderful context. This is why John and I say that money is simply an echo of value. Right. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Uh, I've actually had a, more than one salesperson tell me that they need to meet their quota. And I'm like, oh, my head. <laughs> it doesn't work. I didn't buy from them, by the way. But, uh, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what a great, great example. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, I also like, um, Rabbi um, Daniel uh, Lippin, is it Lippin? Oh yeah, Rabbi uh, Lippin, uh, Lappin, Rabbi Lappin. Daniel Lappin. Yeah. Daniel Lappin. I, I'm so messed up with Norwegian and English now that I live in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But uh, I love what he says about money. He calls yeah. money certificates of appreciation. Isn't isn't that wonderful? That is and such a change the whole mindset. 
Uh, it, the, it changes the entire frame. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. So, and uh, what? Yeah, other that was his book. Uh, that was his book. Thou shalt. Pro uh, thou shalt prosper. Yeah. Thou shalt it was prosper. A, a wonderful book. Yeah. 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 I have that book, and uh, I've heard him talk about that on uh, Dave Ramsey too, when he was interviewed with uh, Dave Ramsey uh -huh. live. So. Um, you can kind of tell where my influences come from. Yeah, well, you've <laughs> got a great hit circle. Yeah, well, it's a, a pretty great influence to uh, to have. Yeah, and um, even on that real quick, before getting five laws, even in uh, good to great, the level five leader are all yeah. givers, very humble givers. When you read through the lines, they don't say that givers, but the way they give the credit to mm -hmm. their employees, take the blame for the failures. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, you know, in, in uh, Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, he talked about the difference between the level four leaders and the level five leaders. Mm -hmm. And the difference was not in their ability. No. The difference was not in their talent. The, the, the difference was not in their level of competence because both level four and level five leaders mm -hmm. were, were, were fantastically talented, immensely competent, mm -hmm. and, and so forth. The big difference was their focus. Yeah. Um, the level four leaders, it was about them. Yeah. You know, the mayor were, in the window. Yeah. They were the deal, right? Mm -hmm. With level five leaders, as you said, they, it, to them, it was all about building others. It was all about deliver, uh, um, about serving their, uh, the, the people on their team. It was develop, it was about developing leaders. It was about making it about the other person. And when that happens, it's amazing how much more successful you are and ultimately how much more credit you get, even exactly. though that's not why you're doing it. Exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, the whole mirror in the window principle where when th something happens good, a level four will look in the mirror and say, you did a good job. And when something happens bad, he stares out the window at everyone else and says, it's all your fault. Whereas mm -hmm. level four, it's the reverse. Level, exactly. I mean, level five, I mean, level yeah. five, things go good goes to the window says you guys did great then if something goes wrong goes in the mirror and what'd you do to mess it up <laughs> exactly all focus exactly now what is what are the five laws i did a quick review actually i did a book review for my last podcast before today to kind of yeah. tee this off thank you so what are the five laws so the laws themselves are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. The law of value says your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Now, this when you first hear that, it sounds rather counterintuitive. Give more in value than I take in payment? That kind of sounds like a recipe for bankruptcy. So we simply have to understand the difference between price and value. Uh, price mm -hmm. is a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. It's finite. It is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Value, on the other hand, is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end mm -hmm. user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth or value to another person that they will willingly exchange their money for it and be glad they did while you make a very healthy profit. So uh, an easy example I like to use is if you were to hire an accountant to do your taxes and she charged you, uh, you know, a thousand dollars to, you know, to, to do so. And that's her, her, 
fee, literally it's her price, $1,000. But what mm -hmm. value did she provide you in exchange for this that makes it so worth your while? Well, she saved you $5,000 on your taxes. She saved you countless hours of time and she provided you and your family with the security and the peace of mind of knowing it was done correctly. So yeah. she actually gave you well over $5,000 in use value and value in exchange for a $1,000 price. So she gave you more in value than she took in payment. So you feel great about it. But she also made a very, very healthy profit because to her, it was worth it to trade her time, energy, mm -hmm. knowledge, and so forth for that that $1,000 payment. So both of you uh, came, uh, you know, came away winners. And in a you know, one of my old heroes, Harry Brown, used to say, in any free market-based exchange, there should always be two profits, the buyer profits and the seller profits, because each of them come away better off afterwards than they were beforehand. And that's really the, the law of value in a nutshell. You, you need to make the entire experience so immensely wonderful that that other person understands that they actually received a lot more than they paid for, while you make a very healthy profit. Yeah. And one thing on that, when we were talking, I was thinking about when the biggest things, small business people, entrepreneurs, especially when they're selling a product or a service, they undervalue themselves as well. They don't see their own value. I see that all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah. that's the other way people undervalue themselves. And when you undervalue themselves, again, same process, you're going to get far less than. Yeah. Well, when you when you sell on low price, you're mm. looked at as a commodity. Okay. Yeah. When you sell on high value, you're looked at as a resource. So we want people to not sell on lower price. We want people to sell on higher value. And with that actually comes a higher price, more profitability. It allows you to provide much better service to your to your customers and to be mm. able to operate in a way that is beneficial for everyone involved. That's very important, especially because my business, which has been just slaughtered this last year, is balloon decoration, balloon decor. Mm -hmm. And I see so many balloon artists just struggling. How much should I price? How much should I price? And I'm like, price what it's valued at. And they're like, well, but Dollar Tree, they get the balloons at Dollar Tree and there's this and that and this home kit. How do I compete? It's like, because that's not your value. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, great point. That's absolutely correct. So... So now the, the next, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the next law is the law of compensation. Mm -hmm. And this says that your, your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So where law number one says to give more in value than you take in payment. Law number two tells us that the more people whose lives you touch with the exceptional value you provide, the more money with which you'll be rewarded. So for example, your accountant in the last example, she did a wonderful job of giving you more in value than she took in payment. So the, the chances are you feel great about her, you would do business with her again, and you would most likely refer her to, to others. Well, her other clients feel the same way. So our accountant is very quickly amassing what we call an army of personal walking ambassadors. Mm. And as she continues to add that kind of exceptional value to the lives of more and more people, her income will continue to grow and grow. And this is what Nicole Martin in the story, the CEO was, was teaching Joe, the protege, that mm. while law number one, the law of value represents your potential income, it's mm. law number two that represents the number of lives you impact with that value. 
that is what is what um, is your mm -hmm. you know ultimately your income. So we could say exceptional value plus significant reach equals very high compensation. Mm, exactly. They all kind of work together because if you give great value, but you have tiny little reach, you still might be starving to death. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're, they're both so important. And that's why those were the first two laws. Yeah. And the third one? This is the law of influence. And the law of influence says that your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Now, again, this sounds counterintuitive when you first hear it, perhaps counterproductive. And yet you think about it, uh, the great, just like you were talking about the level five leaders, right? The greatest leaders, mm -hmm. top influencers, most profitable salespeople. This is simply how they run their, their lives and conduct their businesses. They're always looking out for the other person's interest. Now, I want to just qualify that if I, if I may, because I think mm -hmm. it's easy to, to misunderstand and it's, it's very important. When we say place the other person's interests first, we don't mean you should be anyone's doormat or a, yeah. a martyr or self-sacrificial in any way. Absolutely not at all. It's simply understanding that as Joe, the protege learned from several of the mentors in the story, the golden rule of, of business, the golden rule of sales is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And there's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than mm -hmm. by genuinely moving from what we yeah. call an I focus or me focus to an other focus, looking to, as Sam, one of the mentors uh, advised Joe, to make your win all about the other person's win. And as you do this constantly and consistently, you become, you get that reputation as that go-to person, that center of influence. Yeah. And yeah, genuinely, because when you fake it, people know. Well, that's immediately, the, yeah. it has to be really something born from deep inside that you really want to be that person. But if you try to be that person, you become that person, like we said. Mm -hmm, exactly. And that's where the, the next law, the law of authenticity comes in. Because this one says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. <laughs> right? Exactly. And in this part of the story, Deborah, one of the mentors shared that one of the, the important lessons she learned is that all the skills in the world, the sales skills, technical skills, people skills, as important as they are, and they are all Closing very, skills. very important. Back right. me up. <laughs> But right, remember the A to Z or something? Uh -huh. But as important as all those things are, they're also all for naught if, as you said, you don't mm -hmm. come at it from your true authentic core. But mm -hmm. when you do, when you do, it's, it's such a big difference maker. People feel great about you. People feel mm -hmm. comfortable with you. People feel safe with yeah. you. And why wouldn't they? They know who they're getting, right? Exactly. You're consistent. You're the same person today as you you are, right? And we've all known these people who are one way, one day, one day, they're the nicest person in the world. And the next time you see them, they're a monster. And, mm -hmm. you know, you'd almost rather they just always be a monster because then at least, you know, you'd know what you're getting. We, yeah. we crave consistency in others. It's hard to elicit trust 
toward you in others if you are not consistent. And, mm -hmm. and, and consistency is a, an aspect, an important aspect of authenticity. So we mm -hmm. need to be ourselves. Now, authenticity doesn't mean you don't have any filters. It doesn't mean, oh, this is just how I am. Take it or leave it. Exactly. Authenticity is not an excuse for not growing. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Authenticity simply means that you act congruently with your values. And that yeah. allows you to show up the same way and operate from that base on a consistent level. Yeah, very, very, very cool. And the last one? Well, the last one is the law of receptivity. And if the mm -hmm. law of value is sort of the foundational principle, the law of receptivity is the one that brings it all together and brings it all home. The law of receptivity says the key to effective giving Isaiah is mm -hmm. to stay open to receiving. Ah, mm -hmm. this is key. What mm -hmm. does that really mean? Well, it means that, that yeah, we understand that we breathe out, but mm -hmm. we also have to breathe in, right? Exactly. We breathe, we breathe out carbon dioxide and we breathe in oxygen. We breathe out, which is giving. We breathe in, which is receiving. Mm -hmm. Giving and receiving are not opposite concepts, yet the world around us would like us to think they are. You know, the, the mm -hmm. messages we receive from the world around us when it comes to money, prosperity, abundance, business are just absolutely horrible, terrible messages. You, mm -hmm. you, 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 you read social media, listen to the news, listen to people, see what's being taught in schools, and you think anybody who makes a lot of money did it on the backs of others or through oh, nefarious yeah. means or through now. I mean, it's a big world. There are people who do things in ways we certainly don't like, but mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the mass, I mean, by and large, okay, it, you know, again, because no one's forced to buy from you, the mm -hmm. only way you can make a lot of money is to offer something that people want yeah, and exactly. provide immense value to the lives of many people. So we like to say that, that giving and receiving are not opposite concepts. They're simply mm -hmm. two sides of the very same coin and they operate in tandem. It's not, are you a giver or a receiver? Uh, no, it's you're a giver and a receiver. Yeah. And but, it's that middle, middle ground because I, I tend to play towards the middle ground. I not always the best is the middle. Sometimes our extremes are the, mo the most truthful, but I've seen the messages are either get, 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 grab, 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 money, 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 or money bad. <laughs> it's like money, super, super good, everything, right. or money completely it's, bad. It's really rare to see that middle of the ground thing, right. which is one and of course. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, as we know, money is simply a means to an end. It's a means of exchange. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's an echo of value. It's a certificate of appreciation, as, yeah, as exactly. uh, the rabbi would say. And so, uh, yeah, so it's it's understanding that, yes, you give and you receive. Now, what we we know, because they're the, the laws of life the and, and the laws of nature and the laws of economics is that the giving comes first, right? It, you know, it's mm -hmm. sort of like uh, in, in the story, you might recall that Pindar, the main mentor, said to Joe, you know, some people, it's, it's as though they go up to a fireplace and say, first, you give me some heat and some fire, then I'll throw on some logs and some exactly. newspaper and light a match. <laughs> well, it doesn't work that way. It's like going up to the bank teller and say, hey, I want to open an account, but first, you give me an interest payment, and then I'll open an account. Well, 
you know, it doesn't yeah, happen that yeah, way. It doesn't work. We have to give before we receive, but we also have to understand that when we do so appropriately, when we when we give more in value than we take in payment, when we uh, touch the lives of of many people, when we place their interests first, when we come at it from an authentic base, we have created the what we call benevolent context for success. And for you to receive at that point, you've got to be able to willingly and gratefully receive. And quite honestly, this is the hardest part for me. For, for most people, it is. For mo- Look at how, again, yeah. because of the horrible messages we get from mm-hmm. the world around us, we see it everywhere, whether it's a combination of upbringing, environment, schooling, news media, television shows, movies, where every message is about the, mm-hmm. you know, the greedy a business tycoon who destroys the uh, school or something or, you know, who or the yeah, yeah. recreation center or does the park or, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what we see all the time. It's hard not to, for it not to mess with your head. So that's why I believe that we've got to really make a proactive study of prosperity. Mm. And fortunately there are people, uh, you know, like Dave Ramsey and, and, mm. uh, uh, like the rabbi and like uh, Randy Gage and David Nagel and Sharon Lecter and, and Ellen Rogan and, and uh, Bob Proctor and great pick Ken Honda who, who teach and speak on this and they have books and blogs and videos and all these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a big believer, search out these people who teach prosperity and really study them because the garbage comes into our head all the, you know, from all these different places, we need to make mm-hmm. a proactive study and get the good the good stuff into our heads. And that's where people also kind of forget, which I really like uh, Dave Ramsey's legacy journey. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, mm-hmm. when you become prosperous, you know what that allows you to do? Give more. Right. I mean, Dave did something, he he just mentioned briefly, he didn't say how much it cost him or anything else, but I'm sure it was a pretty penny. There was an earthquake in Haiti and Dave Ramsey sent his own production crew, a shipping container full of supplies and he sent his crew with the supplies to make sure they got to the people that needed the most immediately mm-hmm. on the spot. That's tens of thousands of dollars plus. <laughs> At least. Plus, maybe even a hundred grand or so. He didn't say how much. He's like, oh yeah, we sent a shipment. It wasn't a big deal for him. It wasn't something he was like tooting his own horn. He just said, oh, this is what happened. And wouldn't that be great for most people? I, I'm not definitely in that position now to be able to do that type of thing, but to be able to hear of a needy family and just take care of their needs for a month buy the husband a suit and tie and help them get a job and get them on their feet just be able to give because that's the thing when you the more prosperous you get are the more you can give the more people you can take care of mm-hmm. and Absolutely. well said and real quick kind of going back to the not being a doormat uh, the study by adam grant which I went over in my giving spirit podcast and blog it where he talks about the top people, the most successful people are givers, but also the least successful are givers. And mm-hmm. I think the difference is the being a doormat. Mm-hmm. Now, what advice would you give to avoid being a doormat when giving? Because again, that's my other problem is I tend to give so much. I to the point of sometimes I let myself get used and abused and I don't as successful because I can become a doormat. Well, first, uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay, now, but let's, but now let's get to a more serious answer. The good news is you're aware of it. Mm. Okay, 
the 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 tough part the insidious part is when you do it and you're not even aware of it okay mm -hmm. and and so so awareness is always the first step because unless you're aware that there's an issue you're so obviously there's nothing you can really do about it okay so so i say to people that first understand that if you consider yourself to be a giver okay who is also constantly taken advantage of and used and abused and so forth. Understand that this is happening not because you're a giver. It's happening mm -hmm. because you're doing things in a certain way that creates the environment for you to be used and abused and taken advantage of, okay? So first be very conscious of that and ask your son, by the way, it's it's gonna happen to all of us at some time in our life. That's yeah, yeah. you know the only way not to ever have that happen is to never leave the house or speak to anyone. So exactly. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about if you find a pattern of that happening mm. and then ask yourself why start questioning your premises ask yourself why this is happening obviously you're the only one involved in every one of those times mm. when, when you're manage of okay so what is it what is the need for you what is the payoff because there's always a payoff even mm. if it's an unconscious payoff what's the payoff i'm receiving by this happening am i enjoying the victim story in some way do what does it take pressure off of me to have to be successful because all these people just take advantage of you know i mean i don't know i'm not saying that about you or anyone oh, yeah, else yeah. i'm saying but ask the reason is it something where i just don't have the skill set to be able to to tactfully and politely say no when i have to mm -hmm. so in other words ask yourself the question why is this something that i'm involved in why has this been a pattern for me yeah. And now what do I need to do to break that pattern? Remember, no one can force you into doing something when they ask you to do it, okay? Unless they have a gun, okay? Yeah. Uh, and they don't. So, so, you know, you've got to ask yourself the question, is this something I should be doing? Is yeah. this something that serves the higher purpose for me to be doing? Is this something that's going to be harmful to me? Or is it something that I can do? uh you know out of love and and that it's going to help everyone involved so in other words so so ask those questions and study this and write this down every day you know and, and at the end of the day and ask yourself okay so what happened during the day did i allow certain things to happen that put me in a a, a bad position or an under right and start really mm -hmm. checking yourself and and uh and work on it and but the again the best part of it is you you understand it you know it's a thing yeah and uh two last questions first one is the value how can you find a way to provide value especially during these corona times it's oh it always comes down to understanding this that value is always in the eyes of the beholder mm -hmm. it's not what we think is of value to them that we would like to give them or help them or this or, or that okay it's it's what do they see of that is of value and we only know that by asking them questions and listening or researching them or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Some people, they they want to be helped in certain ways. And in, in doing that with everyone would not be a good thing because they wouldn't find it valuable. So, so again, it always goes back to what does the other person see as being of value to them? And I just had a thought. Uh, it might also be something that you find value in some external thing that you enjoy someone else might also find value in that as well Maybe. that's a good starting mm -hmm. point i say that because i've took in on another job because my balloon business is nothing's happening because of all the lockdowns and stuff but mm -hmm. i got a job with a guy who's building arcade cabinets 
full on mm-hmm. the arcade machine cabinets. Like you go to the arcade. Mm-hmm. He started this in 2020 through the pandemic mm-hmm. and it's grown. He's got a full-time salesperson, uh, three or four people building the machines now in just under a year, just over a year. Good for him. Right in the middle of the pandemic, but he found mm-hmm. value. These machines are he cool. Found, he found a way to serve the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. He found value and he, he loves them, which is why he does it. He's got a couple of old machines. You go to his house, he's got like three, four, five arcade machines and two old, old, old um, slot machines in his house. He has a little game room. So he loves this thing and he took his love of this and he he found value in this. Why not? Why don't other people find value in this? And sure enough. Yeah, he found the ones that did. And lastly, can you tell me about your other books? Because it wasn't until this interview that I saw some of the other books they said written like the Go-Giver Influencer and these other books I hadn't yeah. seen before and how we can get a hold of them. People can, can find you and buy those from you and all that good jazz. Yeah, John David Mann and I have an entire series of, of Go-Giver books. There's the Go-Giver, which you've read. There's Go-Givers mm-hmm. Sell More, which is the only one in the series that's not a parable. This is more of a uh, sales accompanying guide to, to the Go-Giver. Uh, the second parable in the series is the Go-Giver Leader, and then mm. the fourth parable, or third parable in the series, the fourth book altogether, is the Go-Giver Influencer. And those can all be found. Anyone can read a, a chapter or an excerpt by going to Berg, B-U-R-G.com mm. and just simply scrolling down, and they'll see the page where they can they can click on that. And uh, and there's all sorts of resources on that page. And uh, while they're there, I'd suggest checking out the Go-Giver Success Alliance uh, mentorship community, which is a really neat thing that we just started hmm. yeah when did you just start that i might uh, must have missed it that. actually it, it launched a week ago okay and uh, that would explain yeah. why i didn't ca- catch it i've been really uh, yeah. this last week because yeah. i run the podcast i'm working this new job i've been throwing a lot of hours and it's kind mm-hmm. of a part-time it's a piecework so i can go whenever uh-huh mm-hmm. but i've been trying to get a lot of hours in and I've got a wife and two small kids and really, really busy. So I'm glad I, uh, yeah, well, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, n- never saw that, but I'm glad you talked about it. Is that also in your go giver influencers, uh, Facebook group? Was that mentioned somewhere in there? No, that's a, that's actually another group. That's a Facebook group and that anybody okay. can join that. The other one, the go giver success Alliance is a private mentorship community. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, yeah. I'm going to go oh, yeah. definitely check that out because thank you. Mentorship is so good and we don't have enough time to go into mentorship and questions and that sort of yeah. thing today, but I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, but, you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for coming on my little O'Connor bootstrap podcast. All you bootstrappers out there. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com 
which is www.athoz.com or athoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.